Hey everyone, it's Mike from You'll Probably Agree. Today I speak with my longtime uh, fellow critic, uh, a good friend of mine, Pat McDonald from Hollywood, Chicago. And uh, he's one of the very few critics that doesn't have glowing praise for No Time to Die. I do, but he doesn't. But listen why. Uh, you might be interested to hear his take. Uh, having said that, I want to thank Galway Bay, located at 500 West Diversity Parkway in Chicago, Illinois. That's where Lakeview is and all that stuff. Uh, they, they have really been nothing but an absolute help with me, uh, with this, uh, with my show for the longest time, and, um, when I feel comfortable to bring all the camera gear and all that good stuff back there again and start rolling, I can't wait to do that, uh, but if you want to grab a drink, please go down there, uh, they, they've made it through COVID and they're still going today, and I, I absolutely love them, uh, if my sound quality sounds a little different, like I'm recording this on the phone, it's because I think it's, what is it? Oh, God. It's like almost 2.30 a.m. and I am exhausted. Anyways, I'm going to roll the episode. Enjoy. If we don't do this, there will be nothing left to save. I have to finish this. I think the fact that we both didn't know precise plot points is very telling about this film. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, well, here's the thing. a lot think, of information flowing. You know what? On that <laughs> note, I think I'm just going to start. <laughs> All right. You know, because good. that, as you, you literally just told me one second ago, the yes. thing with this James Bond film is that we're not clear on what the plot is. Well, but, we... We were, I was asking you questions about specific points because I wasn't clear about a few things. And I said that was very telling about the overall film, that we, wouldn't, we weren't remembering precise plot points that were important to the story. <laughs> but the, the funny thing is, is I, I feel like with every Bond film, I've kind of gotten like there with the plot where i'm like who's from what organization and they're doing what so <laughs> exactly i feel like i it, it's just continuing the tradition uh so <laughs> you know but with that said uh welcome yeah. to you'll probably agree and we are talking about no time to die. Pat McDonald from Hollywood, Chicago, Chicago is on. And, and if, if you're, you're looking at my screen, screen right now, he is frozen, frozen in time in this sort of like manic state, state of confusion. Which, which if, if your, your Facebook, Facebook friends with him, is pretty close to his usual expression. But but well, it's my usual approach to life. So, so anyways, anyways, having said that, that let's, let's watch, watch the trailer, trailer to, to No, no time, time to Die. die. Oh, oh, man. I wish I, wish I, I saw, saw that version of the movie. What? what? Are you, are you that's, that's exactly, exactly the version I saw. I saw. And that's, that's the point, point I was going to say. Is that, is that this, this is one of the few movies, movies that I saw where I was, I was like, like Oh my, oh my god, god. That, was that was as exciting, exciting as the trailer. trailer. Like, like literally, literally, I think my, my reaction, reaction on, on Facebook, Facebook was, was Woo! 
which, which is, is something, something I never yell. I'm around Lakeview. Lake I hear enough of that crap. crap. But, but like, like this is, is like, like here's, here's the thing. thing. I couldn't follow, follow everything in the plot, plot of course, of course, but I could but follow, follow it enough, enough. And I didn't, didn't see the two, two movies before. before you, know? you know, I didn't see there was Skyfall and Spectre, right? The two ones directed by Sam Mendes. And this, this, this one, one I, I, I saw it, and I was like, like it, took it took chances, chances and it, you know, you know and, I, I wanna, and, and here's the thing, thing it could instantly, instantly kind of be like, like that scene in Adaptation, where, where um, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of it, Brian Cox is, is you, know, you know, saying, saying win him in the end to uh, Nicolas Cage. Cage. But, but this movie, this movie did, did more, more than just the end, like this movie... Brought, brought dimensionality, dimensionality to James Bond. Bond. It brought, it brought things, things that I always wanted, wanted to see in him that we've been, been getting a little, little bit with these Daniel Craig films, films. Like, like Casino Royale, they, they kind of broke down his character, character you know, showed, showed that he's a dangerous murderer in some ways, and he's not just Mr. Suave, Suave you know, winking at the camera like Pierce Brosnan was or Roger Moore. And, and he's also not just like a complete misogynistic pig like, you know, uh, Sean Connery's was. So, so they, they kind of brought those together, brought them together, brought them to the 21st century. century. And, and I mean, I, I, mean, have I have to say, say this movie, movie really did feel like, like an epic conclusion. conclusion. It really, really felt like they, they threw everything at it, but, but I didn't feel overwhelmed. I didn't feel too confused. And I felt compelled enough where I'm like, well, it's, well, it's a James Bond film, film and based upon like the last two that I saw, like, because I literally, because I've never really been a James Bond fan, but I was kind of curious because I kind of like Casino Royale. And this one makes me get it. This one makes me get why people are like James Bond fans. Oh, that's very interesting. I, I, it's not that I had the completely opposite reaction to you. I, my point when seeing the trailer was uh, the movie was such a two and a half hour bloated version of that trailer. I wish I would have seen that trailer and then I, I would have known the movie if they had tacked on the ending. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, I have a long tradition with Bond, obviously. I, I mean, I do. And, and, um, my favorite Bond is Roger Moore, which you, you, you summarily dismissed with his wink and nod at the camera. But, uh, but, but I, I think if I'm, I'm correct, correct though, there, there is, is one other guy who agrees with you about, about Roger Moore. Moore. And then that's um, the, guy the guy who originally wrote the books. books. I, I, I'm blinking on Oh, Ian Fleming. Ian, Ian Fleming, Fleming. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes sense. I, but, yeah. you know, it, the point is, too, that uh, more I grew up with more. And he, I think you like the bond you grew up with. I mean, that's that's really the bottom line, because he's, he's been a character that's been around since 1962, for gosh sakes. And of course, we've seen him evolve from, you know, the more misogynistic times and the, the way they adapted the books into a gadgetry thing to a James Bond universe. Now mm. James Bond is like the Fast and the Furious. He has a universe. He's woke. Everybody's happy. It's just... <laughs> I, 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 I didn't exactly, exactly think truly, he's I mean, you know, he's still, still, like, like, he still, still goes around and, and you know, you know, rubs up against girls. I want to get him called woke. Yeah, but he's 60 years old now. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Now, now, here's, here's, here's the problem, problem I have with the movie, movie and, I'm and I'm glad you brought, brought that, that up, up. Is, is that, that 
uh, his, his girlfriend, girlfriend and or former, former lover, lover like, like this girl he met who was like, like a, I, I found out because later, later I watched the movie his, his former, former like, therapist, therapist from, from like Spetsnaz played by Leah Seidel anyway I don't know how to say her last name because I don't know Seidel yeah Seidel she plays Madeline and I'm like how old is this girl because James Bond's pushing on 60 you said right this girl he's he they were they had at least 20 years gap in age but you know that's a tradition of the movies I, I you have to have james bond with the but i'll tell you where he looked really bad is when that and i found out later that she's a cia agent this anna de armis as paloma she mm. comes in in, the, in a low-cut dress and she's oh, had yeah. three three weeks of training and she teams up with bond but it's like almost a grandfather granddaughter situation. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, immediately she wants, she wants to bang, bang him. him. But, I, mean, I mean, come on. If someone, if someone looks that, that's part of the Bond tradition. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's the point. point. Is that, is that, and also, and also, I mean, I mean look, look at that guy. guy. He's, He's a good-looking good guy. guy. I mean, you saw him in that bathing suit. I mean, good-looking hunk of man. Still with the even with his shirt off at fifty-seven, which I wouldn't have done. I could talk in the past about that. Arnold did it in his sixties, like with his shirt off. Who? Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's like 40 years of steroids staring at you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's no way. way. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not, not natural, natural muscle. His nipples are permanently inverted. I mean, here's the thing, though, is that, that you know, we're, you know, we're not totally in a little gay gauge with Bond because he's still chasing after young girls. You know. I mean, I mean, because he, he, he doesn't do anything with about his girlfriend. He doesn't do anything with them. He's woke. No, no, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if he doesn't hang him immediately, immediately you, know? you know. I don't like, I, listen, and I've said this a thousand times. The term woke to me yeah. is a good thing because really we do need to wake up in a lot, a lot of ways. But of course, it's been coerced into another meaning. That's that doesn't make any difference to me. I, when I call it a woke bond, I'm saying that they are taking him into the 21st century, and maybe the character needs to be there, maybe he doesn't. That's the debate. My my feeling is is he's a fantasy character. He doesn't necessarily need to have you know uh, personality traits that are in tune with the modern era, seeing he was invented in the 1950s. Now. If you want to keep the franchise going, yeah, you gotta you gotta evolve it, you gotta make it work. But but this whole Fast and Furious type Bond universe is a little weird to me, I have to say. And that, that's that's pretty much it. The rest of it, the action, everything like that, good. What the heck was with Rami Miller Malik? Did he think he was in a Shakespeare play? I was like, oh, oh god. god! You see, he, he was, was so, so stupid, stupid and, over and over the top. I loved like like he was kind of he creeped me out, man. I'm like man. Robbie Malik is always, is always kind of kind of creepy, creepy to me, though, because he just kind of has. has he, he, he just like, like no, he, he, he seems like, like a cool guy, guy in life, life, but like, like it's like, it's like he, he just has, has that, that look where he's, he's always tired, tired. Like, like you know, like like he, like, 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 like he, he should, should be the poster, poster child, child for the IATSE for exhausted crew members. Like, like he he he's very intense too. That's my thing with him. Even when he was playing a light character, light character, a character like Freddie Mercury, not too light, but you know, even when he was supposed to be kind of free and, and wild, he, he still had an intensity about him. 
that is uh, very characteristic of his acting style. But yeah. clearly, I thought he he, would, he thought he was in Shakespeare. And by the way, he pronounces his lines. Yes, yes. Exactly. I want you to know that this is a bond. I will. Look, look, it's, it's, look, look, it's, it's a, a fucking bond movie, movie, guys. So, so what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why y'all turned, turned into like, like James, James Gandolfini. Gandolfini. Maybe because well, it just it just was, uh, you know, it was. I I mean, and I I didn't get him either until I read the explanation for the plot. I didn't get what his motivations were, and uh, maybe I wasn't paying attention, as you said, as I said, I I I do tend to. My mind tends to drift in these type of movies. So. No, no, I didn't, I didn't know, know what his motivation, motivation was either. either. I was like, it's not a perfect movie. movie. Just because I gave it four out of four, four, four Guinnesses doesn't, doesn't mean it's perfect. perfect. A four out of four does imply perfection because you are building the four. <laughs> there is no, no such, such thing, thing as a perfect, perfect movie. movie okay? Okay? There's, There's, like, you you wanna, look, look, I would, I would give Star Wars a four out of four, four, four but that movie has some very, very clear, clear fuck-ups. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, perfection is in the, in the eye of the beholder. That's yeah. what criticism is. I yeah. mean, I, 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 of course, there's no such thing as a perfect movie because you can nitpick anything if you see it a hundred times, for example. Yeah. But uh, there are movies that co go through your filter of experience that achieve a sort of nirvana or perfection for mm -hmm. your soul, and that to me is can be construed as a perfect movie. So well, that's, well, that's exactly my point. Is, is movies are the manipulation of emotion. You know, you know there, there is that old story uh, uh, that Roger, Roger Ebert, Ebert was telling where he was in a room with a well-renowned journalist and. Uh, he, uh, he uh, this, 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 this guy was saying, was saying they, just they just came out of JFK, JFK and he, he just said like, oh, you know, that, that movie's bullshit, this, this would, would never happen in real life. life. And Roger, Roger basically said, well, movies are about feelings, you know, journalism's about emotion. And the thing is, this movie is, well, I know that's kind of a weird thing to compare Bond and JFK, anyways, Bond was behind it. But the, the, that would be a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Bond, Bond, you're on your ultimate, ultimate mission. How did you become James Bond? Seriously, that I, that's good. Anyway, go ahead. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the the, uh, uh, the thing the is, is, is that, that uh, the, 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 we're, we're thinking, thinking about how movies, how movies make, make us feel. feel. And, the and the thing is, this movie made me feel thrilled in the end. I felt that I think a little bit with Casino Royale. But, but the bond, bond I grew, I grew up, up with, as you were, as you were saying, the ones we grew, we grew up, up with, of course, the Sean Connery, Connery version is disgusting in you know, today's day and age. But, but I mean, we grew, grew up, up with it, it you know? you know? and, and when, when I was a kid, I didn't, I didn't notice, notice this stuff either. either. You know? you know? And that's, and that's the thing. thing. A, lot a lot of people, people want to cancel, cancel people for no good damn reason. But that's a whole other discussion. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I, I stand, I stand right, right with you there. You there. But, uh, but, uh, but I get what you're talking about. about. I, feel I feel like this one feels like, like it is is meant for the, for the time, time it's written for because I think as writers, writers we've, we've become, become better, better with, with like, like movies. I think aren't, aren't nearly as good as they were like forties. Yeah, today. But the thing is, the writing's gotten more believable and more realistic and more subtle incrementally throughout the years. And that's what they kind of implemented in this Bond. They didn't go too far in one direction. You know, you didn't see James Bond walking around with a fucking pussy hat on him. You know, he just. 
<laughs> he, he, he didn't, he didn't just bang, bang anything that moves, you know. You know. <laughs> well, they, it's interesting. Yeah, they, they brought him up to the time. The problem is, and I think this is the problem with the superhero movies too. Yeah. The, the investment is tremendous. We're talking $200 million into these things now. Yeah. I don't think the Broccoli's ever envisioned a budget of $200 million. If, it, if they if they would have been put on their plate in the 60s, what, we're going to make 200 more James Bond movies? Because I'm only spending a million on that last one, and I spent too much. Yes. So, you know, now there's a $200 million investment. So there's a bunch of suits in the room. They go over every page of the script, and they mm -hmm. say there's not enough this, and there's not enough that, and we need another action sequence, et cetera, et cetera. So it becomes almost uh, not so much a screenplay, but a bottom line report. Well, and, well, uh, I see that in the Fast and Furious movies. I see that in the Bond movies. I see that in the superhero movies. No, no and I, and I, I understand, understand that. that. The thing, the thing is, is, I didn't feel, I felt, I felt like, like this one actually, actually had, had some heart and had something to say. It had something to say. It had something to say about, like, we need to learn to control our anger. You know? What? What? I understand the, the, your reason for the thrills. I understand why people got thrilled with it. I understand why people liked the. I, it's a generational thing, I think, partially, because I understand that movies are different today. I, I've in, indulged in them for 10 solid years now, so I totally understand where the business is going. And I totally understand the stakes that are with a $200 million picture. I wouldn't, they wouldn't release it for a year or nearly two years because of uh, they had to have the exact right moment to make that dollar back. So uh, I get it. I get it. Totally, totally why they have to do a bond like this. It is not exactly conducive to great storytelling, but that's another issue that I have. Well, I, well, thought, I thought it made for a far, far more, more fully, fully dimensional James Bond, James Bond than, than, you know, the, you one, know, the I one I grew up with was Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. It was, you know, the golden eye Bond. Now, now the, thing the thing was, when I was a little, little kid, like, you know, like, you know, eight, eight, eight whatever, whatever, I think Goldfinger was the, was most, the most popular Bond film, and then... then Oddly, oddly enough, enough Golden Eye became the most popular. Most popular. But, it but it wasn't really because of the film, it was because of the video, video game. game. It was more popular. But I, but just, I just remember, I don't like, know the relative popularity except for box office totals. That's, I mean, I think Craig <laughs> owns that. I think he's made about $1.5 on this franchise. Yeah. Well, I'm just well, glad to, yeah. yeah. Has, has he really? really $1.5 billion, you said? That's correct. I heard that the other day. With a, with a B, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I gotta, gotta say, what I don't think about this movie is I didn't notice until looking at the runtime. Time. I had such, I had a, such good a good time. I thought, I thought it was two hour movie. movie. I didn't know it was two hours and 43 minutes. minutes. I right. felt every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with the Bond theme song by Billie Eilish, all right? I have to say, I don't know her work that well. I know her more as a pop culture phenomenon rather than a musician. I have to say... That was one of the dullest James Bond songs I'd ever heard. I don't know what the hell she was trying to say with that. that, that <laughs> I don't know anything about these songs. Yeah. I, I, my God, dude, the song is the thing, man. The song is part of the Bond legend. 
Oh, no, oh, I, I know, know exactly about the intro with the song, song and the naked girls dancing on like bullets. Oh, I don't think like they had any naked girls in this one. No, no this, this one, one they, they did. It. It was he's woke. There's no more naked girls jumping on the guns. Yeah, yeah that's, that's here's, here's the thing. thing. <laughs> I, was, like, well, I, was I was wondering, like, what are they, they going to do that, that with today? today? Are they just going to abandon or go for it? I kind of wish they went for it. Because, because it's, it's like, like no, no, you don't know exactly what it is. This is James Bond. That's, that's the problem with James Bond, Bond is that James Bond, Bond has always had a very particular formula. formula. And yeah, I, like I like how the Craig, Craig films have broken from that formula. formula. Even certainly Bond. broken from the good pop song formula because that thing's going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 don't I, don't remember remember from it. I don't remember even how it sounded. So obviously, yeah, right, exactly. I'm telling you, that's that's how unmemorable. I couldn't sing one note of it. <laughs> but, but I don't, I don't bet, judge, judge it. Honestly, honestly, every time, time I think I've seen a James, James Bond film, film I've like, like been tempted to just skip the song. It's, it's like, like when you watch SNL, SNL and then they have yeah, musical guests come, come on. I'm like, yeah, whatever. All I can I say is gas. Skip the Bond song. The Bond <laughs> song is part of the legacy. Hey, if someone could make a James Bond movie and just cut the fucking song, I'd be happy. Oh, dude. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Uh, this is dude. a James Bond. This is like. I feel like, is this James Bond if Ryan Johnson directed it? Or, no, nah, it wouldn't be that. Or else, you know, James Bond would, like, slip on his gun or something like that and, like, hit the ground with a doink sound. But, like, no, this is more like a James Bond film not made for, like, seasoned fans, and I understand that completely. But, I folks. Wish, I wish... No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I wish that Christoph Waltz and... Rami Malek had had seen together because they could have tried to God. outdo themselves with their grunts and sounds until I, I walked out of the theater and got popcorn. It would have been I think, great. I think <laughs> uh, I think that they, they, they probably didn't put them together on screen because the director's like, oh, that would be too goofy. Oh wait, there are some there, yeah. But I mean, there are some like notable cast members I wanted to point out. I thought Lashana Lynch's Nomi was really great as a female Bond. If they I, ever... I, I, I dig. I, I thought that that worked. It worked. What is the female equivalent of James? Is it Jane? Jane Bond. She'd be Jane Bond. Jane, Bond. Yeah. Jane Bond. That's good. Yeah. I like it. But now, like, here, I don't know if I'd want to like. Here's the thing, because I was thinking about it. Like, would I really want to have like a totally different? James Bond, like if it were a woman or not, like I'd be fine with it, great. But at the same Yo, time, no, it's like if it's brother, brother, brother. such a derivation from the character, it's kind of distracting. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know, man. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a very difficult decision for them. That's all I have to say. Yeah, it's either uh, that or they, I, I was hoping it's, like it's Idris probably Elba. time to move Bond away from the white man genre. But still, yeah. traditionally, you have to have understand where the legacy, what the legacy is about. You can you can make, you know, shapeshifter forms of James, make him a Lego that will compromise it. The next James Bond movie is a Lego movie. They should do that. I would love to see Blofeld as a Lego. How many? How I like many? To see like old school Blofeld is not not Christoph Waltz because Christoph Waltz he doesn't he he wouldn't lend himself to a Lego, but Telly Savalas would definitely lend himself to a Lego. Oh my! God. Well, I don't know if Telly's dead now. Yeah, he is dead, but he yeah. looked, he was a great Blofeld. He was he which one was he Blofeld? Because I'm not a uh, don't don't ask me. 
<laughs> I, I'll look at you can maybe you can put it as a on the screen you can bring it up as a, a title because I, I don't remember oh yeah actually uh, let's see but there's a lot of there's a lot of great Blofeld I think there were three Blofelds from the from 62 to 80 but don't quote me on that either I'm not a bonafide I've never been a bonafide I like the movies for what they are but do I have to go first night no way Ernst Blofeld. Yeah, now I, I see it. Think... Now I see it. Now I see it a week and a half before. So, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that the they're uh, they were rebooting <laughs> characters too. That's true. So this was a full-on reboot. I think they did a Bond rather than sort well, of like I, no, definitely in Casino Royale. This was the new Bond. This was the twenty-first yeah. century Bond. Now, what I was very disappointed about, as far as Craig is concerned. Because I did like that he brought it into a more modern sphere, that he made him a tougher, more cynical version of what yeah. we had seen before. But they, they kind of swayed away from that. Remember his most famous line, I think, Daniel Craig has ever made in the Bond series, is when somebody serves him a martini in Casino Royale and he goes, shaken, not stirred, and he goes, do I look like I give a fuck or a damn, he says. And... And to me, that was it. You're establishing the new bond. Well, in this film, he goes back to shake and not stir. So it's like he goes back to the um, to the original car. You know, they were they were trying to bring the icons of the old bond back. Yeah. You know, retrofitting Craig into that, and then uh, and making him woke. So those are the assignments for this one, and they achieved that. I, I, those are some very good points, but you and know what? Not, that... it, it doesn't make it less valuable as a film to me. I, I, I'm not. I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying that this no, is I a different, different, different point of view, and, and I understand why people like it. It feels I like to you. It sounds like they couldn't stick like a landing. They're like, "Well, do you want this font to not give a shit about how he has his drinks, right, or do you right. want to?" Well, yeah. Well, that's the point. It, it's the point of the executives going over the script. Well, where is, where is shaken, not stirred? Well, in Casino Royale, you say you didn't like it. Doesn't matter. People will forget. Okay, we'll add that in. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it, it was like, it, it's a combination of, well, how do we create the legacy, but how do we modernize it first? And that's a wrestling match when you have a $200 million budget that you have to justify if you're some sort of 30-year-old suit in uh, MGM, you know? Yep. I wonder where MGM's offices are now. You know that's been sold about thirty times, the MGM thing. So really? I, I, and now they're they're back as an influencer on, you know, whatever distribution or whatever they're doing. But so I want to know where the offices are and how and, and which office is this? Is this the twentieth office? Is it the twenty fifth office? I like to know. <laughs> are you gonna kill someone there? Anyway, are you going on an assassination mission like 007? I want to know what office they're in. I want to go back, Mike, to the fact that we didn't know what the weapon was. Now, do you know what the weapon is? Oh yeah, we got to talk about that. Now, talk about a movie. Now they delayed this from coming out in theaters for how long was it? Two years almost. Yeah, like two years. Almost two years. Yeah, and what's the weapon in the movie? It's the weapon a, is a biological nanobot. weapon. It's a biological weapon. It, it has very much like a, a pandemic feel yeah. to it, which is pretty 
pretty prescient. But I must say, how do you understand that? There's, is did I miss something? Because you know they first they kidnap one of the workers on this nanobot technology, and bring he brings out key, you know, algorithms, steals it out of the thing. James hits him on the back. He spits out his uh, his, his his thumb drive. James picks it up and runs away, and they know everything now. <laughs> okay, we're right. trying to argue logic, and wait, 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 I'm not going to argue logic. I'm just going to argue. I mean, when you left that movie, you did you say to yourself, like I said to myself, I'm not really sure what the weapon was that was taking over the world. I said, okay, I think it has something to do with nanobot technology, but I didn't understand how it was. Um, uh, you know, put from person to person. Now it's it was a touch, apparently. Right, but, right. I, you know, I, I, it, it just, but then again, so when we were preparing this podcast, I said, "Do you remember what the specifically what the technology was in the movie?" And you said, "No, I didn't. I didn't." Okay, so we were both in the same boat. So but luckily, we never we, remember any of the the only the only time I remembered like a bad guy weapon is like it was a golden eye laser or oh, it no. was uh invading fort knox although there was no what was their thing like it was like what was the weapon in true lies uh it was a missile was it a missile i think so wasn't it <laughs> i i remember that he was going the point is nobody was... remembers nobody cares about these weapons <laughs> yes, yes. nobody we're, gives we're, a shit we're... We're providing that example right now that nobody remembers. Yeah, that. exactly. I mean, you want to talk about a movie that you want to talk about bad. Um, oh, wait, that's the wrong thing I was going to click on. <laughs> you want to talk about James Bond. Remember making sense of this? Remember this beautiful special effect here? Okay. I don't yeah, think we have to worry about where he put the thumb drive. That's very cool. But I, you know, I, I love stunt. I love stunts like that as part of the Bond legacy. I mean, that's not even a stunt. That's a, that's a cartoon. Do you think Craig did his stunts? No. No. But look at that. Look at that CG. That looks like, that looks like a Pixar movie. You think Daniel Craig flipped a, a motorcycle over a, uh, a landing in Tuscany, wherever the hell they were. I think he kept more muscles than the rest of them. Uh, oh, he did. He he looks good with his shirt off. I've already said that. And, uh, you adjust your lighting. Great. Your lighting's much better now. Yeah. Um, oh, that's just all natural light. That's just windows. <laughs> so yeah, same here. So the then, yeah, the nanobots are going to take over the world apparently through Safin. Is that his name, Safin? Yeah. But I wonder why they held it off for theaters for this long. Are they going to make the return now? Like they, who knows? I, I get you know what they're doing is probably analyzing all the markets and seeing who's letting people in, who's not. Obviously, there's a big big amount of states that are saying, pack it in, do it, you know, go go for yeah. it. And other states are saying, well, we're only doing three quarters full. I mean, when we were in that music box one, to me that was full. That wasn't three yeah. quarters. That no. was that was. That was, I would say, eighty percent easily. Yeah, we had a lot of uh, people said. I don't. Well, I guess seventy. <laughs> I guess the difference between seventy-five percent and eighty is not that bad, but you know what I'm saying. 
Uh, it was literally just kind of like give or take when you were there. <laughs> I felt like it was a regular preview crowd. But you they know, also had the little screening room if you wanted to go in no, there, I which I don't eh, I don't know how that makes it better. Either way, like Either uh, way. they were protecting us. That was nice. We had no time to die in the theater. There it is. Yeah. Um, we did. I knew I had to put it up so, somewhere. <laughs> again, I'm, I'm just going back to the fact that we both didn't know the weapon. And, you know, I still don't know the mystery of the like the farmers. They had this pool of water. They had these lighted poles out of the water and these farmers were working on them. And then when the whole thing started to collapse, they ran out of the pool like like thieves. But we have no idea what they were doing with these lighted poles. Were they developing the nanobot? With the, the, were, the, were, the, were they growing inside those? I don't know. Yeah, watch it again. What's, I guess what I, do, I do. Yeah. <laughs> What's important <laughs> is is that James Bond stopped COVID, and yeah, yeah, then I got it, got you. you know he that I, no, and then, no. then, then you know as 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 the it would have been great to have an ending where a Chinese double agent had a vial of it and was driving away from the World War II island. Is it going to be the little, like, racist version of a Chinese kid in Indiana Jones where he's like, okie dokie, Dr. Jones, but it'll be like... It's a socioeconomic joke. It's not racist. It'll be like, it'll be like the, the, I know, I'm I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. It'll be, it'll be, except I'm saying, like, okie dokie, Dr. Jones, it'll be okie dokie, Mr. Bond. So anyway, we're I'm glad we're in more enlightened times and we have a more enlightened bond and we have a a a bond family in the bond universe. The here's this is so interesting because in the in, uh, the old bond all the other characters, your Qs, your Ms, your Miss Money Pennies, all those people were kind of there as the aide camps. Well, now yeah. they're part of a, a woke family. They're you know, they have uh, the you know, they have the concerned look on their face. They will do anything for Bond. And, and uh, it, 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 it just is it's kind of disconcerting. It's too personal. It's too personal. We're t- it's supposed to be MI6, not a garden party. All right, so they're, right there. <laughs> right there, but if you know real intelligence, they kind of like do get to know each other on a personal level. But like, also like... Hey, just like the Fast and Furious family. I get it. I yeah, get except, it. except you're not having Ralph Fiennes saying it's family, Bond. You know... It came this close. No, they didn't. No, there wasn't anything like that. They they just because here's the thing: if Bond fucks up, Ralph Fiennes is going to jail because he almost let COVID break out, and that would have been really ladies and gentlemen, Remember to see where they almost where Ralph almost says their family, or it's Rafe. By the way, it's not Ralph. It's Rafe. Rafe. It's really it's Rafe. Yes. Yes, well, right. Holy shit, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm just kind of kidding about that. I don't know. Because uh, I've been calling him Ralph my whole life. Can I can I make another another salient point about yeah. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna gonna talk about before you're walking into this film, what is your feeling about James Bond? The movie wants you to love him. You love James Bond like you love Indiana Jones when you're walking in there. You love him, you love him, you love him. 
that's where you'll enjoy this movie the most, I think, because there's a lot of redemption for someone you're in love with. And also, he was. Yeah, but here's yeah. the thing: every James Bond movie makes you love James Bond. Well, he's, well that was going to be my the ultimate point. sex figure. He's the ultimate bad guy, badass. He's everything wrapped in a one. I don't. My in my opinion, I don't think that was his intention when he was invented. He was invented to be a spy who solved international crimes. Yes. So, so to to have him now be part of the Fast and Furious family. We might as well put James Bond in the next Fast and Furious. We'll use his corpse, his burnt corpse, as fuel for a, a new rocket ship that goes into space and, and, shoots, and shoots Russians on Mars. As far as my love for Bond, I like, okay, he's, a, he's an iconic movie character. Am I in love with him? No. Do I care if he has a kid? No. So, yeah. <laughs> Do, Do I, I care, care if he, he dies? dies? No. No, I don't. I do. It was so inevitable that it was because it was like the sun coming up. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, wow. And, and he saves everybody while he's doing it. Oh, yeah, wow. It's just like Bruce Willis in Armageddon. He's just there to... Yeah. He's just there to get a school named after him. <laughs> no, he, he saved the world by sacrificing He saved himself. the goddamn world. He saved the fucking world. That's what James Bond's supposed to do. He shoots the terrorists, you know? And he's not exactly a perfect guy. If I'm mad at my girlfriend while someone is shooting bullets at my car and could kill both of us and i'm just sitting there like no just yell at me i don't care i'm just gonna just yell at me i don't care that that was that was actually a pretty interesting scene because it didn't have it didn't require any kind of cgi or anything it just or dialogue the old old fashioned uh you know uh, what do they call the 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 fake shots um i I call it show don't don't tell but (laughs) no 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 it's it's it squibs it was just, just oh like, yeah, you know, just on creating the creating pressure on the window, and I said, "Boy, that's really effective." Yeah, I mean, the, like the technology of squibs now, now is, is freaking amazing. Because you got, you got oh, that's oh, another thing I'll bring up. In fact, I'll let you make a point because I've been yak yak yak. I have another another point. No, no, just Glasgow got in their eye when they're shooting that windshield that close, but this is a bond film, so you know. Also, we don't have cars that blow out smoke with turrets in the front. That's something you need GTA, but not... So that, that came out one of those suits me. They saw the script. Where's the car? Where's the car that belches uh, smoke? Give yeah. me the car that belches smoke, or and I'm not And it works for the character. Shit. And it works for the character and the emotion of the scene. Because it was Bond really wondering if he should just give it all up and just let people like this die, because what's the point in all of it? Of course. What is the point? You know, and that was it. I'm like, oh, now, we have a suicidal bond now. This is great. And he goes through all of the ranges of emotion and suicide in like a split second while still keeping his cool. <laughs> He's woke. And I said, as I said in the onset, I think the term, term woke is good because we do need to wake up. But I also I also believe how it's been coerced into something else which makes it funny to me. But anyway, so well, that other thing, point, it, it, like everything in life, there's balance, there's good and there's bad. 
you sure. know, there's the there's the good end of woke where monsters yep. and predators and people's individual lives are being recognized. I mean, especially with IATSE, I think woke culture helped awaken people to the abuse of hours that people have um, had to endure in film that I've had to endure for many years. I, uh, but you know, but it brings that. But then also it brings. I hope there wasn't anything like that on the Bond set. Well, apparently Quantum of Solace was a shit show, according to Daniel Craig. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the least of the, of the ones he's done, too. But anyway, I, one yeah. last point I want to bring up before we uh, we uh, wrap up is uh, when did Bond turn into John Wick? There are so many random shootings in this. Now, I'm not, again... The Wick series has gotten better to me, okay, because they're sort of making fun of themselves. Here with Bond, they're taking the Wick parameters, meaning that Bond can shoot over his head and somebody's going to die. And there, there had to be 100 funerals in this thing. You know, henchmen didn't have a, a shot in hell in this movie. If you were a henchman, you were dead, basically. Hmm. And if, so, you didn't die, if you didn't die by his lead, you died by the, the, the fighter jets coming in and bombing your, your nanobot station. So are you arguing about James Bond being a Mary or a Larry Stu? Because he's always been... No, I'm Larry. arguing that they're making him too John Wick. He, they're, the random shootings are, are, are not interesting. Did he, did he always have like precise aim? Because I always thought he did. Like He was always Who? just like Bond? James Bond. Yeah. Or Wick. James Bond. I, he was doing a lot of the over-the-shoulder stuff and, yeah. you know, pew, 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 pew. Give me yeah. the button that says pew, 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 pew. Hey, they did. <laughs> oh, but speaking of the CEOs, you know, you know, one yes. shot they did is they got to get the tunnel shot. Get him going around in the tunnel and shooting him. Well, you know, the tunnel thing, too, in the beginning was different. Usually it drips blood, yeah. you know. I, I have to see where they change it. I don't think they change it for this one. Because, again, they, they, when they rebooted Bond with Craig, they changed a lot of aspects of it. Things, nuances I probably don't know. But mm-hmm. um, was it goes from the Disney playbook of fan service. But I feel like it was fan service, but not fanboy service, if that makes sense. Like, it all tied together to the plot, and the directors made the producers' notes work. And I think that's uh, I, I, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not denying that for a second. The two hundred yeah. million was well invested. If they get it back, yeah. And, but I think the reviews have been universally positive, which you know surprises me. But I know, uh, and that's why you're a warrior for coming on and having your point of view. Because here's the thing: not everyone's going to have the same opinion about a movie. There's going to be a lot of people. Well, I, I think that's agree. the whole nature of criticism. Exactly. And I believe, I believe also, too, that there are people who have more experience in life where they can show you something about a film that you don't know. So mm-hmm. not only am I a critic and you're a critic, but everybody who goes sees a film is a critic. They have a filter of experience that they apply to any picture that they see. So Right. And that's the thing is who you'll probably agree with. So do you probably agree with me or do you probably agree with Pat on No Time to Die? Let us know later in the comments section 
or if you're listening to it on a podcast, let me know uh, within the comment section as where as there below. I'm old, okay? I'm learning this stuff. Pop in the comments what you think. Tell and be respectful. Anyways, guys, if you want to check out, do you have a, uh, I have a written review for it on my website at ypareviews.com. Do you have anything for James Fun on your site? I will post, I will post on Thursday. Oh, okay. Stay tuned yeah, on so, Thursday uh, for, uh, I do, I do my, I take my audio from my radio appearances and, and post it. Oh, sweet. So stay tuned Thursday at Hollywood, Chicago. HollywoodChicago.com. If you want to listen to me on the radio and you're in Monroe, Wisconsin, WBGR. And WSSR, Star 96.7, Joliet, Illinois. Thanks for the plugs. All right. Thanks a lot, Pat. And uh, guys, no time to die in the theaters. Now, will you die in the theater or see it at home? If you get your COVID shot, you'll be fine, I think. I think. I know. I know. (laughs) All right. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Stay safe. And you'll probably agree.